Can a radio show keep you safe and protect your rights? The verdict is yes. If it's Scott Weinberg on the law. Once again, here's attorney Scott Weinberg. Jobs, jobs, jobs. That is what Michigan is desperate for. Can we turn to a sitting U.S. congressman to grab the wheel of Lansing and drive our state to a successful next four years? Well, we're about to find out. I'm joined here today by U.S. Congressman Peter Hoekstra from Holland, Michigan, a graduate of University of Michigan, Go Blue, with a Master's in Business Administration and a successful businessman in his own right. Congressman Hoekstra worked up through the ranks of a, a great Michigan-based furniture company, we all love Herman Miller, and became vice president of marketing before leaping in to the national scene, successfully running against a 26-year incumbent for the U.S. House of Representatives in 1992, and now is one of our senior voices in Congress. Congressman, welcome to the Scott Weinberg on the Law Show. Hey, it's very good to be with you. Thank you. That's a very kind introduction. Well, we we try to help you out in terms of trying to get you representing here in Michigan. I tell you, trying to help everybody that can help this great state. Congressman, I don't know what's going on in the Beltway, but here in Michigan, there is only one issue that is dominant in people's mind, and that is jobs. What is going to save the state of Michigan? Because everyone I talk to is, quite frankly, scared and pessimistic about what's going on in Lansing. Well, I'll tell you a couple of things. You know, it, it kind of hit me the other day when I was in Detroit and people started talking about what was happening happening to Kwame, that he just got sentenced to five years. And then it kind of, you know, you kind of look at it and say, wow, you know, really probably the second most powerful political figure in Michigan uh, over the last number of years, the mayor of Detroit uh, gets indicted for corruption. At the same time, you have a governor in Lansing that has said, you know, not working in the legislature and understanding how a legislature works has really made it difficult for me to get things done. And not coming from a business background, you're taking a look at the top two elected political jobs in the state of Michigan, and you've got one where there was outright corruption. You've got another that really didn't understand the parameters or how to be effective in the job. There's really no surprise that Michigan's in the condition that it is. The number one thing we need is we need we need leadership that understands business, that understands politics, and that knows how to get things done in both worlds. Then we can start focusing like a laser on creating an environment where people are going to want to invest capital, they're going to want to take risks, and they're, want to, they're going to want to create jobs in Michigan. Well, that's really one of the things that, you know, and I, I have kids here too, but I, 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 we recently interviewed uh, Sheriff Bouchard and uh, State Senator George, obviously, uh, people both you know very well, and about the issues of jobs and, and how can we expect, quite frankly, our kids to stay in the state when, when there might not be jobs. I mean, they want to go to Chicago, they want to go to Boston, but we want to keep them here. What can you do as our next governor to keep them here? Well, number one, a lot of our kids want to stay. They love Michigan. They grew up here. Second thing is, you know, that's what I'm talking about, creating an environment where you will attract capital into this state, where people will want to invest and grow jobs. Get rid of the bureaucracy. I can't tell you the number of people in Michigan around the state who have wanted, who I've worked with and who I've met with, who have dreams and aspirations about creating jobs, creating wealth right here in Michigan. And then they run into the state bureaucracy. And time and time again, the state bureaucrats have thrown up barriers to them investing and creating jobs in this state. You put that along with a government in this state that continues to be too expensive and more expensive than what this state can afford. And then thirdly, you put in place a tax code that penalizes investment, that makes it difficult for tourism, 
And that then, on top of all of that, throws on top a Michigan business tax that is complicated and expensive, along with lousy leadership. And it's like, okay, this is a formula for success. This is a formula for failure. What do you need to do? Great leadership, get bureaucracy out of the way, downsize government, and get rid of a horrendous tax code uh, and replace it with a simple, transparent, and lower tax burden on businesses. And we will all be amazed by what the people of Michigan can do in that kind of environment. They will create jobs, and we will be able to retain our young people, our kids, right here in our state. What do you think is the next? I mean, speaking of trying to create incentives also for people to come in, what's the next industry you think that we can um, we can attract here? I know that they've talked about, obviously, and they've done some good work with the film industry, but is there any other technology firm, uh, company or industry that we can bring here that might not obviously substitute but supplement what's going on with the auto industry? Uh, I'm not that bright, okay? <laughs> I want to create a great environment for all businesses and industries to be successful in Michigan and then be ready, to be again, to be surprised by which ones will grow. We've got great potential in agriculture. We still have great potential in manufacturing. Detroit, southeast Michigan, should be a transportation hub. We do need to build a new bridge. We need to build a rail tunnel. We need to build an intermodal transportation system to all go along with our airport, and we will be a transportation hub. We have tremendous opportunities in defense, but government shouldn't pick the winners and the losers. Government shouldn't bless one industry as being more, having more potential than another. Create an environment Use incentives very, very sparingly when you've got this, you know, a great opportunity. But what we've done in this state, you know, what we've, we've said that if you want to grow in Michigan, you really have to get blessed by the MEDC, the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. And if they think that you're good, they'll give you some incentives and sweetheart deals to get out from under the burden of a very ugly tax code. Um, but, you know, that's not the way it should be. We should have a very good tax code, one that encourages capital investment and capital growth and tells people, hey, you come into Michigan, we're going to give you a, we're going to allow you to get a, a fair return on the money that you invest. And then, you know, we'll see what industries grow. That's, that's the exciting thing. My, my vision is not government picking two or three industries and, you know, getting your, you know, one industry and getting four companies to come in and each create a thousand jobs and say, wow, look at, we, we spent $200 million of incentives, and we got 4,000 jobs. Wouldn't it be exciting if Michigan's 200,000 small businesses, if we created an environment where they didn't have to come to government to get their blessing, they, they felt economic freedom, they were willing to take the risk, they, they invested, and 50,000 small companies in Michigan all added one job. We're talking with the U.S. Congressman Peter Hoekstra from Holland, Michigan, this morning here on CBS Radio, WXYT Detroit. Now, Congressman, I know you've been in Washington. You've been a good voice for us. But, you know, quite frankly, you are the ranking member of the House Intelligence Committee, a minority member. And if you become governor, won't we lose a strong voice in Washington? Don't we need that kind of voice there? Uh, sure, we need strong voices in Washington representing Michigan. Uh, I'm sure that uh, there, there's more qualified people in the, uh, or there, there are there are qualified people in the second district of Michigan who can come to Washington and do a great job. Uh, you know, there are uh, there are other great voices uh, for Michigan and Washington today. You know, Mike Rogers, Thaddeus McCotter, uh, you know, Candace Miller. You know, we've got a lot of good people uh, representing Michigan in Washington. We can't all stay here forever. Um, you know, we can't all be a John Dingle. We're not all going to stay here for 54, 56 years. Uh, there's a natural ebb and flow. I've had a great opportunity to serve the people of Michigan and Washington. 
I've never left Michigan. When I'm in Washington, I sleep on my couch. I don't, you know, I, I don't have a place to live here other than my office. When I get done with work at night, I pull out the sleeping bag, throw on the pillow on the couch, and that's where I sleep. And uh, but you know, the uh, my wife and I thought it was a, a good time for us to take a look at other opportunities. Uh, and you know, as we talked to people, they really thought with my kind of background. Uh, you know, trying to be the next governor of Michigan to help lead this state and give economic freedom to people across the state was the kind of thing that we could get very, very excited about. I wanted to ask you about one thing. As long as you mentioned, obviously, of the amount of time that uh, influence that has been going on with uh, with you in in Washington, I know you've been a obviously a congressman with that kind of influence that has helped us out. But you know, the thing I'm always worried about is what happened. What is the situation when a congressman comes here to Michigan and you have that kind of influence in Washington? Can you, if you are our governor, can you, can we help bring the jobs here to Michigan? Can that, can that influence, for instance, bringing other industries here to Michigan because you had that kind of influence in, uh, in Congress? Well, I mean, one of the things that a lot of people in Southeast Michigan are talking with me about are saying, you know, we have an opportunity and we've got the skills that would enable us to be good defense contractors, to be good in the aerospace right. industry. Right, we should bring that. That's a great idea. Yeah, and, you know, the nice thing about that is I've got a lot of relationships in the defense industry with these companies. Uh, you know, I know who to call. Uh, I know who to approach and say, hey, you know, as you're building, we just did this with Boeing a couple of weeks ago. Boeing was uh, in Lansing. They were presenting to Michigan suppliers, Michigan manufacturers, the opportunities of that might be available to them if Congress decided to go ahead and purchase new refueling aircraft from Boeing Corporation. It's kind of like, you know, they, the number that they threw out that said this is going to mean this many jobs for Michigan. And my response was, I know Boeing. I know this company. You know, they build lots of stuff for the Intel community. We know the people there. We're not going to be satisfied with 400 jobs. We're not going to be satisfied right. with 1,000 jobs. We're going to show you what the manufacturers and the people of Michigan can do so that hopefully we can go out and we can create uh, the opportunities for four, five, ten thousand 10,000 aerospace jobs in here in Michigan because we're better than anybody else, and we're going to use my connections in Washington, not to, not to get a sweetheart deal, but to make sure that people at Boeing uh, and other defense contractors know the capabilities of Michigan manufacturers and Michigan workers that no longer may be working for the automotive industry, but we still have the skills in the state. Well, that is something we definitely need. That's for sure here in the state. I know that you uh, you, you have a uh, you've been dealing with America's Speaking Out initiative by the House Republicans. Tell us about that. How would that give Michigan a greater voice in Washington? Well, what America's Speaking Out says, hey, you know, check our websites out and. and Tell us what uh, you want America's agenda to be here in Washington. It's the same kind of approach that uh, you know we're going to be taking in the state. We're going to have a great time over the last eight, nine weeks of this campaign, continuing to talk with the people in Michigan about the ideas that they have and the agenda that they want us to embark on in Lansing. And like I said, I've got a lot of those ideas already uh, from them because they've told me what what are the barriers to economic growth in Michigan from from you for. From you as a small business person, they say, Pete, get bureaucracy out of the way, get rid of this ridiculous tax code, and we will do just fine. You know, most people in Michigan, they're not looking for more help from government. They figured out that help from government uh, sometimes gets to be too expensive, too burdensome, and really is no help at all. They just want, I find a lot of people in Michigan who are just asking for, give me a little bit more freedom. I don't need any more mandates. Uh, give me some freedom, and I'll be just fine. Give me, the, uh, give me a job that I can prove myself at, too. 
absolutely. Yep. We've been talking uh, to U.S. Congressman Peter Hoekstra from the beautiful Holland, Michigan. Congressman, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today, and I hope that uh, we can have you back on the show. You've answered questions, quite frankly, candidly, and hope to see you in the future. Hey, absolutely. Look forward to it. Thank you very much. Take care. How are we going to do that? How are we going to bring back jobs to this state? I mean, that is exactly what we need to do. One of the things that, that the congressman was saying that, quite frankly, I felt was the most interesting is that because of his influence in Congress, he's got the relationships to potentially go to other states and get companies to come here because that's what we need. We need manufacturing jobs. We need the ability to employ our citizenry. You know, as a criminal lawyer, I see so much more subsubuse, so much more um, just depression in people that that they, they they just fall into disrepair. Their lives are in disrepair. They are going bankrupt. They obviously lost their jobs. Their unemployment ends. And if we could bring back, I'm telling you, the number one thing, okay, this is what I say, the number one thing that can reduce crime in this state is give people jobs. When you have a job, when you got to go somewhere every day, you have so much responsibility, you don't have time to be doing the things that you can do now in your leisurely life because you don't have a job. Drinking, doing all the different things that, quite frankly, lead to other types of problems with uh, w- with your families and with crime. It is definitely a situation where we do not have a a citizenry that's employed enough, that's busy enough, that's being productive enough to come and, like anything else, stay out of our court system. We need to make sure that we can bring someone to Lansing, whether it's a congressman, whoever it is, that we can make sure that they can have the influence to bring in these types of industries, this manufacturing sector. 